What up, everybody? I wanted to uh, jump into, well, it's Monday, and I uh, guess who got up hella early and got a endoscopy. That is where they put, uh, they knock you out. They give you the Michael Jackson sauce. You lay on your side. Uh, they give you a mouth guard. And then apparently, bro, they put the cameras of CNN up your culo, bro, and Chibacosta lies that you didn't have any food outside of your window. Uh, no, but it was all good. And uh, guess who's got the cleanest bill of health? You know, every bit of your inner workings looks like a vagina. How does that work? Yeah, I'm very photogenic. It's, um, well, it's 4, it's, it's 420. <laughs> it's 420 on Monday, everybody. Uh, Maxine meltdown. I say impeachment, 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 impeachment. Bro, can somebody hit the back of Maxine Waters so she does not choke on her own insurrection? Speaking of erections, Maxine Waters obsessed with Donald Trump. The young California Congress, oh, I said young, the California Congresswoman went after the president while accepting an award from the Stonewall Young Democrats on Saturday. Bro, if there is not 17 glory holes in the Stonewall Young Democrats, then I do not know where I parked. At one point in the 20-minute speech, she bragged about threatening Trump supporters. Well, let's see what this bullshit's all about. Five minutes. Hold on. These oh, who, and where is she? She's in front of seven people. You think there's gonna be a blue wave? They can't draw more. Obama drew 75. And see us and understand that we all have something to say. And so I probably. You know, I'd rather hear. I'd rather. I can't. It's not loud enough for me to to use this as usable audio. What I would rather hear, if you want to hear a an inspiring. If you want to put this idea in the ground floor of who you are as a person, if every thought that you've ever had about your effectiveness as a working soul here, working for the goodness and the glory of the Lord, go on YouTube and watch a video of... And I hate, I don't want to, you know, this lady does not need, she does not need my quick plug underneath the seat to give away to her fans. But watch Maya Angelou talk to Oprah about, well, they ended up talking about how grateful she was that the same God that created the heavens and the earth and every living species of everything from the human to the subhuman to the superhuman to the eventually not human, a constructed species of God's incarnate knowledge that we are all bowing to the mathematical creator. And she said that, could you imagine that the same God that created all of the heavens and the earth would love me, would love you, would love everyone so much in the same magnitude that the heavens were created, we are nothing but just the most humblest piece of dust in this equation. And even in our most humble state of dustness, as they would say, we get the same infinite amount of Christ's mercy. And uh, bro, those uh, liberals do not believe in forgiveness and that's why we own guns. Speaking of Senator Dianne Feinstein's apology to Judge Brett Kavanaugh for the dozens of people interrupting his confirmation hearing this week, Waters said 
We don't ask permission to protest. We protest, triggering cheers from at least 17 people paid to be there by George Soros. When we understand that we have to make America hear us and see us and understand that we all have something to say, she said before adding she was going to give Feinstein a piece. Bro, if she gives Feinstein a piece of her mind, dude, you know what? You know, Dude, if you think that Feinstein and Maxine Waters have pieces of their brain to throw back and forth to each other, like, bro, they should use their pieces of brains like a tennis match, and then that French dude can just hammer his opinions into their shared brain back and forth. Serena's gonna cry regardless, and the Asian chick is gonna take the silent win and go cry in her communist shame, bro. What are we talking about? Anyways, Waters went on to boast when she urged her her supporters to find Trump admin officials and harass them. There are those who said we lack civility. When I got up and I talked about the cabinet, I said, if you see them anywhere at a restaurant, at a department store, at a gasoline station, station, you are not welcome here and or any where and so and she continues it frightened a lot of people and of course the lying president said that i threatened all of his constituents waters said i did not threaten his constituents his supporters i do that all the time but i didn't do it that time. <laughs> come on Maxine, don't say impeachment anymore. And when they say that, I say, and get your counter ready, impeachment, 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 she said to applause. I I want you to know that as much as, um, as far as the machines are weighing, uh, the value of impeachment in their organizing of data to find the most profitable profitable approach to the movement of human governments over to AI and we're going to be using a profit. You know, unfortunately, we're just going to be using capitalist rules here to make this migration over. So it's not a surprise that, you know, it's, it's very easy for, and you see it all the time with, you know, the name calling, bro, who are you talking about? And then with the, the, you know, just the poor acting, the name calling, um, people's behavior and people's, um, activity that you might find well outside of the range of how you normally carry your day-to-day basis. Um, and then Instead of having, instead of having one article that mentions impeachment once, and it's shared fifty thousand times, let's say, just using round numbers, let's say that one article that says impeachment once, it memes the word impeachment x its amount of eyes on, so it's. It's our listenership here. It's people reading. It's people reading this very article. It's going to be people quoting this article and retweeting comments about it and Twitter and everything. So let's just say from a easy to use and, and just understand number, let's just say 50,000 is a, is a normal reach, even though we know it's a low number. Let's just say that one article about that mentions impeachment once with a 50,000 reach then would have a f- the weight of 50,000. However, an article that says impeachment 
12 times has the weight of 600,000. And then exponentially because, of course, the trap is to say that, oh, you know, uh, it's she's repeating herself you know it's the elderly thing it, it goes right along with you know they they run her out there as her mental faculties are waning in the same way that feinstein's are in the same way that they're trying to pin the 25th amendment back on the president they're desperate you know i don't even know that they're desperate you want to know you want to know a conspiracy mm. to end all conspiracies and I, and I would put this in an envelope and throw a stamp on it and just show you that as odd and as wacky as all of this is, how about the fact that maybe the scales were weighted to have this dude win, to have all of the support that goes with it and all of the whatever dog and pony show that goes with it because they purposefully thumbed down the scale to guarantee that he won, when in reality, his base and the amount of people who are following him was so minimal that why not use this as a one-person setup that you, whatever it is, this that is as real as a conspiracy theory as any of them that in one election, think about what your life would look like if you wake up after the midterms to a blue house and a blue Senate. Forget about the fact that Kavanaugh just got put in. Forget about the fact that, you know, they were resting on the laurels of their um, Senate lead that they have right now. And, you know, even uh, all, all things considered based on the polling, they show that it, it's an outside chance that they could even pull that off by one seat. I mean, in a miracle, but that's just the data that we're being showed. So forget about the fact that people aren't politically minded at the midterms, but it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're hearing it from. Everybody has a call to vote as this is the most serious vote in the history of voting. And it may be because of the speed of artificial intelligence, the military technology, the ability to predictively analyze the economy, to say that certain kinds of people are more active in this economy and there they should be promoted because that increases engagement, which increases economy. If we are training the algorithms and the algorithms are training us back on them, then we should be living in a completely God-love-centered day of giving so that the topmost activity of our mental faculties that are being drawn in by our technological devices are then at least being embraced to the top level of the sphere of where this artificial intelligence is programming itself to go. And all things considered, perhaps we should be engaging with our technology in the same manner that we should engage with our neighbors. And that does not matter whether they're on the red or the blue side of the aisle here in a political structure or people who are apolitical or true independents or people who are, they just don't care. So if we find out through predictive economics that a certain Maybe we're like, hey, we're going to run capitalism out to X nth degree. 
However, if we find out that the lure of socialism, that the lure of communism, that the energy of those alternative approaches to business can be a sell job that gets people more active, to write more articles, to overload the data set with emotion, with words, with computer and sheer weight of passion, if it showed to be more profitable, it is not of a big deal for the programming, if it is programming itself and it is driven through, not through altruism, but it's driven surely through profits. Profiting on the information that it's bringing back from its predictive nature to be used into today's programming. Well, if they decide that we're all going to be living in a two foot by six foot wooden box. Well, let me tell you, my friends, there's nothing you can do about it. And that is where we are. So it is just as possible that this wave that is coming isn't. On either side, a red wave, a blue wave, a complete switching of the body politic, the complete switching of ideals. And that is a possibility. That is a very, very real possibility. And that is uh, one of those philosophical conundrums that you might rattle around in your brain if you are looking at our current news feed and you are doubting what you are seeing if you're doubting what you are hearing i watched the sarah sanders press conference today they were quick and uh, furious to announce that they had not had one since uh, august 22nd i believe was the date or the 28th i do not remember which one of those dates i saw however however um, the, the gentleman who spoke from the Economic Council of America, I believe, or the Economic Council Administration, or it's ECA or EAC or CEA, I don't remember, but this egghead got on there, and this guy knows his shiz. So they said, is it true when Donald Trump said that we had the blank in the last hundred years? This gentleman explained that the information the president um, was given um, should have been 10 years. However, an analyst had made an error, and the information that the president was given was mm -hmm. 100 years. So when you see businessinsider.com's story that says... Um, they put the onus on Donald Trump, and when you watched it, and I did on C-SPAN, so go F yourself, everybody on one side or the other. Watch these people live and tell me what you think, okay? What this gentleman said was the fact that the president was given the wrong piece of information by an analyst who analyzed that information in the wrong way. And the writer always looking to play to the angle of people who hate Donald Trump, who are the most active readers, the most active participants in their current demographic, in their current profit model as a news outlet, they pin it on the president. And there's nothing in the article of any truth other than their misrepresentation of what this person says because the majority of you are stuck at a desk, stuck in traffic, and too busy to watch these eggheads really, egg really talk. 
And so you, I'd say if, as a musician, as a person who I really only view comedy as um, music, I'm really, really looking in authentic people having an authentic experience and you can hear it in the very timber of their voice. Guess who got to read, huh? A lector, first time, second reading, bring in the fat kid from the middle of the uh, church. I found out on my way home from a show, I did a benefit show we did for a for an officer who had a, um, he had an, he has a, I believe it's Huntington's disease. And uh, he suffers from Huntington's disease, and he is no longer able to work as a police officer. So we did a uh, we did a couple benefit shows for him on Saturday night. So coming back from Saturday night, I got an email that said, uh, "Hey, can you read Sunday Mass?" And then there was an email after that that said, "Hey, I can do it if he can't." And so I was going into Mass going. I don't know if I'm doing this or not. Then the bullpen is called. The next thing I know, I'm up there. And it felt great. And that's the, the acoustics, please. Boom. It's a boom zone in there. The deepest timber of, I felt like, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. That's what I felt like. Uh, today's daily reading. Why don't we do that? How about a reading one Today's the 23rd week in ordinary time. How about this? Brothers and sisters, it is widely reported that there is immorality among you. Listen up, you sluts. An immorality of any kind not found even among the pagans. Wow, if you are being immoral beyond the pagan level, back then you were a real goose. A man living with his father's wife. Well, look out. Boy, they went right to the they went right to the front page of TMZ on that one. A man living with his father's wife and a hushed payment. And are you inflated with pride? Should you rather have been sorrowful? The one who did this deed should be expelled from your midst. Get out of here. I, for my part, although absent in body, present in spirit, have already, as if present, pronounced judgment on the one who has committed this deed in the name of our Lord Jesus. Swung on in a drive, you have been judged, and that ball has not yet landed. With the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. So that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not appropriate. Do you know that a little yeast leavens all the dough? Clear out the old yeast. Clear out the old wineskin. Be not a whitewashed tomb, but an actual cleansing of your own spirit. Clear out the old yeast so you become a fresh batch of dough inasmuch as you are unleavened. Those of us that are just pieces of dust here on the ground, blessed enough to be in the glory of the Lord. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and wickedness, but on the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. How about that? Well, I guess that all goes together. Um, yeah, how about that? I'm uh, I'm doing a video uh, this week. I, I, you guys know I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash John Toll. And uh, I'm putting up, I have one thing where if, if you want all the content and the bonus content, I mean, it's like three bucks a month. And if you want for a dollar, uh, you get the level that uh, has robot guitar school in there. And I'm teaching robots how to be a punk rock, how to be legit thrashers. And uh, how to really play with the attack necessary to be the backbone of Cleveland hardcore itself. So 
How about that? As Florence churns, like churning of the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. How about this? Let's uh, let's see if anything on Drudge Report. Trump closes Palestinians, bro. He told the he told Yasser Arafat's ghost, "Beat it, dude." I, look, at least Nike, they're a client. I cannot say anything bad, but I want these ne'er do well PLO nerds out of DC, and I want them to take all of Pelosi's husband's post offices with them. Iran strike beyond seas, Valent height. Don't care. Bolton International Criminal Court, dangerous. Yeah, that dude denied the ICC. The ICC was going to um, put an indictment on U.S. soldiers for activities in Afghanistan. And we were like, uh, you're already dead to us. But by the way, if you continue this ruse, uh, you will meet the fist of John Bolton's mustache. Threatens to arrest the judges. Moonves out. How happy is Howard Stern? Will uh, He will remain an advisor. Don't grab that one. Wife Julie Chen takes time off from the talk. CEO shakeups. The mighty are falling. I mean, know that. Look at at the same time. Like I said before, man, if we're ripping the Band-Aid off of humanity and our failings um, and whatever issues we may be having with our leadership or our truth or anything, and we're failing to have humankind uh, engage each other on a mathematical truth sense, well, then... Probably be a good idea to strip out all of the greed and corruption in politics, data, Silicon Valley, banking, Wall Street, the Vatican, Scientology, the evangelicals, every bad actor that is using foreign money to, um, well, sway american opinion in any way and that's even if you're creating fake packs to get trump supporters to i mean there are, you got to realize we're at a level right now where it, with with the q movement with uh, the maga movement with everybody who's selling you something but if it's whatever political angle they're selling you that money we all want to believe that when we donate money to charity that, of course, they would take 97% of the money and they would give that to the people who needed it the most and they would take the 3% of operating costs and they would pay for the free time uh, and the expenses that they use in order to do that. However, we know that these charities and these 501c3s, the ones that were hit hardest by the Obama campaign uh, and his administration using the IRS, as they did against the Tea Party at the same time. Well, it's easy to be. We've seen leftists posing as Nazis to be rabble rousers. We've seen in the same way that you can raise money using the name of Republicans or Donald Trump or cancer or pink, whatever, and use that money 97% for your own life and 3% for the charity, if at all. We saw what happens with certain veterans charities and certain pet charities. And uh, are we to believe that Jeff Bezos is going to put Amazon workers in a cage on top of a robot? Yes. Bernie blasts his Orwellian language. Is divorce contagious? 
Post Malone, targeted by home invaders, superbugs jumping frequently between humans and animals. Now, my turtle has herpes, and I know I'm not supposed to say anything. Free internet kiosk, tracking movements. Cartoonist defends Serena Williams, drawing him in racist, sexist accusations. I saw the cartoon. He made her look like Nell Carter. Um, at the same time, it was... Um, you know what you know what it is you know why the cartoon some could say is racist because the same style of cartooning and the same shape of character and the same way that um you know i I posted a thing on my twitter that shows a cartoon from 80 years ago and how nothing's changed and so the same story that they were saying back 80 years ago is still i mean it was 100 percent valid not a single not a single thing had to be changed at john toll on twitter go look at that now because of the fact that these cartoons and these political cartoons, you know, that the fat cat's always going to be this round dude with a monocle and the frickin' Mr. Monopoly hat and the cane. You know what I mean? It's always, it's always going to be that. And I think the problem is they had African-Americans portrayed um, using more than likely at the time um, cartoonish attributes to be absurd or and or racist back then i don't know i wasn't there um however so this person if you make a cartoon caricature of a current living person did she have a meltdown and lose her mind yeah did she do anything different than a than a major league uh manager or a player no but for whatever reason this little impish dude and um decided to do that or it's a nod, you know, like all of this could be completely, bro, you don't think on the same week, dude, Nike, first they lose $3 billion, dude, but then their online sales are way up, but then you figure out the total amount of their online sales is only 6%, bro, so that means those kids are not making more money at $0.20 cents an hour, bro, they have less to do, and now they're bored, dude, and you can only eat so many iPads and try to kill yourself using a suicide net and a box cutter one high top at a time, and that is why I am moving to Chicago, and I am getting hired by Yeezy to be a human shield as he runs for mayor don't put that outside of the realm of possibilities we do not know what is coming with a red wave or a blue wave we do not know what is coming it would make sense that in a you know as much as we want to go along and go all right look dude the, the you know newslet news news outlet blank over here yelling about their normal bs are now removed from Google search. They're now removed from app stores. They're removed from the radio. They're removed from Twitter. They're removed from Facebook. As the whataboutism throws out, well, why does Hamas have a working Twitter? Why do terrorists have a working Twitter? Why are ISIS and or actors angry and or against the United States able to use their freedom of speech on a platform to rabble rouse while an American citizen, whether he's making a parody of news, if he's doing it as a real political dissent the problem is people free speech is free speech and so we need to be applauding everybody and as much as i can call out the bs of businessinsider.com for their terrible use of the headline 
they're also within their rights to tell that side of the story. And if their readers want to pay money to hear that story, well, then that's just the way business goes. And that is the business of free speech. So what does it say when only the mistakes being made against only one party? Why are the boycotts only against one series of thoughts? Why is it so singularly focused on an I don't know? It would make sense that, are they just buying time? I mean, it almost seems like they're playing out the string. I imagine it's going to go, Kavanaugh gets in, FISA gets unveiled, they're going to go back and forth between the unveiling of the FISA docs and the hysteronics of uh, Booker and Ms. Harris. More than likely, they are going to, after they release those FISA, probably figure out who is the op-ed person, um, if it's indeed another Q operation to keep, um, either to set up the left to fall for the same thing that the right set up, or the whole thing is set up because Q is real. Do you understand? Like, if we don't know who the good actors and the bad actors are, and if everything is deception at the level that it's deception, because from a rule of propaganda, you're allowed to do it, then I don't know. I Other than, it takes me back. I'm reading a book. Where the hell is it? It's, uh, it's, only, it's only six feet away from the phone as I talk. Over here, he leadeth me, ladies and gentlemen. He leadeth me. I got this book as a gift uh, for uh, the wedding from my friend Ben, who is my sponsor. If you know, if you're living in the Denver area and you hear this and you want to go to daily mass at Ascension, I am there at 8:30s. Or if you want to go on Sunday. Come to Annunciation in the coal area on 30, it's either 36th or 38th, and uh, we'll hang out and come listen to the truth. And in the same way we would measure our eyes to see every situation as the fingertip of God's grace in every moment as our breath experiences it, we can also look at the present moment as a hellish existence. And so, whether you wake up in the morning and you have 100% of your energy and your health, or you wake up to a new America, or you wake up to a new, a new version of your own health, or you wake up to a, a body that's rebuilding because you worked it really hard the day before, and you're getting better and you're improving, you're reading books and you're engaging in language at a real level and you're not believing the BS and the programming that is being sent your way. This book, He Leadeth Me from Father Walter Sizek. This gentleman in World War II was in Poland. I am on page 114. of, And this book is cruising hella fast. It's 202 pages, so I've, I've got... Maybe another 70 pages to go. Up to this point, and I'll spoil alert it, because the odds that you go and buy this book. Here's the thing. Re I would read it. I would read it. 
read it a second time, read it a third time. I'm into reading and now listening to things three different times because of the growth that's involved in ingesting that information and all information. Um, that on top of the fact that we're getting information um, from the liturgy of the hours, we're getting um, prayer at six, nine, new, three, six, and nine. Depending on how your day is scheduled, some people just do six in the morning, noon, and six, and they get a mass in there. You add a rosary and a divine mercy, you have a great chunk of prayer time. And you have a great chunk of time to be silent and to listen. And really in that listening, listening from the purest of heart because your actions have not brought any sin into your reality because your eyes are measured and you are seeing only what is and that your opinions and your judgments that may cloud your eyes to see something other than what is there is not at work. And then you are only hearing, but now because your day is so filled only with an absurd look at lying, which is the greatest thing that St. Augustine taught us, or it's just only engaged in ancient texts and understanding the truth of our reality at the most simple of positions. So, and this priest was in Poland in World War II. He, there was an occupation of uh, Poland, you would know by the Germans, and then later by the Russians. They closed down in the rise of the socialism, uh, people of the faith, the youth were attacking people of the faith. The elderly didn't care. They were going to church. And one of the churches closed down and all of the priests and the brothers and the nuns went over to help at the other. And then this gentleman and a friend of his decided that they were going to enter Russia to bring, uh, evangelize the word to people. And they were going to do that, not going as priests, but posing as Polish workers looking for a new opportunity in what is now communist China. He uh, arrives there only to figure out that this labor camp existence of starvation and working themselves to death is, well, it's a bleak existence. There are opportunities to be live their faith and even talk about God's working in their lives and well, it's against the state religion of being a communist, so nobody wanted to talk about it. And you had to, you know, if they had to celebrate mass, it was with a, you know, a, a hoarded piece of bread jammed in a pocket silently out in the woods, away from the prying eyes of the untrustworthy people they found themselves around. Now, they... Uh, from there, if they were found out to be priests, they were arrested. He was sent to um, he was sent to a he was sent to Lubyanka, which was a converted hotel where they basically sat in silence. Pad the guards wore padded uh, cushions on their feet, so they even the even the locked up dissidents could not hear them coming as they were subjected to days and nights and continued starvation and torture tactics and asked the same questions over and over, trying to determine if they were spies from the Vatican sent to disrupt the Communist Party, 
And after four years of being in this day in, day out obliteration, because this guy's like, yo, get me out of this, man. His prayer life is, you know what he says? He says, when you're busy and you're working all day, you're near death, you say to yourself, I wish I had time to sit in silence and really engage in my prayer life. And when he had the time to sit in silence, because that's all he had, he was only then focused on his starvation, on something that the interrogators had said to him that was stuck in his brain, or just the constant fear of his appending death and execution, until he had an awakening where he just realized that the day that he was getting was... God's will and his day was just to accept whether if it was the stark process of being you know ferreted away by himself and left with his own thoughts as they dance and kept him distracted or if he was well what happens is he he signs a thing that says he's willing to go be a uh, he basically is told that he's going to go back to Rome to work for the Communist Party and send back information. And the next thing he knows, uh, they give him four more years at the same place while they further interrogate him about why he said, yeah. And then, and then, at the, and then after that four years, he was sent off to Siberia where he is... You guys have seen enough of those Russian mafia movies where everybody's got a tattooed everything and it all means something and these dudes breathe to kill and they have, uh, they feel like society has cursed them and from this cursed position of survival, they are the most, well, they match the stark cruelty of the brutal Siberian winter in their intellect and their tact and how live they navigate the word camps and because this dude is a priest he is put with the lowest of the low and the gnarliest of the gnarly and he does a good job every day he works himself near death every day building factories digging holes with his hands carrying logs some of the people would work as much as they could and do a, you know, a crud, sloppy job because it might meant they might get more food rations. But you were at the risk of working too hard that they expected that working too hard was your normal. And now you had to kill yourself if you wanted more food. And you could only work it based on how many calories you were bringing in and they were being worked to near starvation. And this dude, in the, in the midst of all of that, knowing that the criminals knew that the... The informants had it out for the priests. They knew that other priests had it out for the priests. They knew the Baptists had it out for the priests. And they knew that anybody looking to take advantage would start with them. So because they were engaging in a joyful day of work, a joyful day of giving, a joyful day of evangelization, and despite their body being broken down on a day-in, day-out basis in the harshest conditions that they remained basically neutral to the situation and knowing that their work was about serving. And that is where we find, that's where I find myself in the book right now. Because it's about how we live our faith and a reminder that the way we engage our technology and the way we engage our text messaging and 
our messaging on social media apps, the way we engage with your mom and dad is the same way you engage with a stranger, is the same way you engage with your phone, and you should always remain in the light of the glory of the creation to which we find ourselves in, in a daily opportunity to grow. According to the gospel today, on a certain Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught. There was a man there whose right hand was withered. Bro, that dude was busy. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely to see if he would cure on the Sabbath, so we might discover a reason to accuse him. And he re- so basically, they, they sent off this dude with the withered hand. They sent Bob Woodward, an operative, with a story to sell. They sent Omarosa out into the news orgs, promising the N-word, knowing that it's never coming. They promised the op-ed writer was going to be revealed, and now we have people rooting on somebody working inside of the administration, pulling papers off the desk in the name of patriotism. I didn't vote for you. Nobody I knew voted for you, and you are working against the very wishes of the country, if you believe it's real. Or it's coming from inside of the office. Come up here and stand come up here and stand before us. And he rose and stood there. Jesus said to him, said to them. Here's the thing. So they're trying to set him up. They're always trying to set him up. If if you believe that uh, if you believe that here's the thing. If 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 you're not a politician and you've never been a politician, then the way you beat politicians is to follow the rules. And because you're only following the rules, everybody who doesn't follow the rules sees you as an enemy. Because what they're going to find down in the teardown is that no rules were violated. However, everybody that pointed that this dude was bad was breaking rules the whole time. Thousands and thousands and thousands of year old story of people undermining each other for the sense of power out of fear. So if we remember what Maya Angelou said, that she was so blessed to be given the grace of just being alive, that she wanted to live as a gift, that she didn't operate from fear, and she had to go through real, real racial tensions. Did you read I Know Why a Cage Bird Sings? I think you should. She's a beautiful, beautiful person and a beautiful spirit and somebody that we should emulate ourselves over. However, the fact she's best friends with Oprah, who's probably a globalist demon. Anyways, I'm just saying. Um, Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil to save life rather than to destroy it? All in quotes. Looking around at them all, he said to them, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. And they became enraged and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. How about that, everybody? Huh? What's your guess? What do you think, what do you think happens on September 11th in the year of the Lord? Why don't we skip ahead? All right. Tomorrow's promise to nobody. I want to know what happens. He goes, hey, we're going to send the dude with the bad hand out. If he heals the dude with the bad hand, but he does it on a Sunday, get him. But he goes, yeah, guess what? I just healed this crippled dude's hands right in front of you. You all saw it. Now what? Now it's a game of now what? 
Jesus departed to the mountain to pray. Of course, you got to go off by yourself to repower. And he spent the night in prayer to God. One day came, he called his disciples to himself, and he chose 12, who he named his apostles. Do, 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 do. Wait a minute. You know what? I went to the next day, but I don't think that's the next part of the story, to be honest. Let me look here. Over to the Mass. That's not it. Daily readings. That's where we were. What's today? September 10th. Right, I'm reading. Feel good. Uh, Luke 6 6 to 6 11, followed by, followed by Luke 6 12 to 19. What oh, is the answer not in here? He basically puts together all the disciples and, uh, and then he goes with them and he stood on a stretch of level ground. That means that they were all standing there in the truth. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. Well, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, the, the people who are in charge of the rules are like, yo, dude, why are you working on a Sunday? And the people who are living in real affirmities are like, hey, are you so good to the Lord that I have to spend another 24 hours in the torment of demons and the torment of ineffectual mind capacity uh, or limbs that are not working? Do I need to starve one more day? When he says, blessed are the poor, the kingdom of God is yours. If you're hungry, you're satisfied. If you're weeping, you're laughed. If people hate you, they will excuse you and insult you. They'll denounce your name as evil. And you rejoice and you leap for joy on that day. Because, oh, this is where he does the turnaround. Woe to you are rich, for you have received your consolation. Ufa, you already have it now. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. If you laugh now, you will grieve and weep. Well, we know that desolation is the next door neighbor of consolation. So we know that the current state that we're in now, be it energy, spirit, health, or opportunity, is an opportunity to grow because tomorrow we do not know what it brings. So the lesson from Father Walter Sizek, the lesson from Christ himself, is to be on level ground, to enjoy the spirit of working and the spirit of giving. And from that position, uh, you will be able to live in truth itself so that when you're bombarded, with the lies of propaganda. Do you realize that the Baptists in the prison camp, the same ones who believe in salvation, the same ones who believe in what these same priests believed in, sided with the people who were abusing the priests. And that is an interesting place to be in. And I know there's a lot of talk about what's happening in the Catholic Church and uh, where they are going in their process and if they're being uh, rid of their sin. You know, like we, if you, if you believe in the glory of the Lord and deliverance, then you have to know that the devil is as real as your faith. So it is not of any inconceivable issue that somebody with... Who, had, uh, who wanted to spend their life in a life of sin, engaging in um, their proclivities that uh, are illegal, abhorrent, but who they are in their truest of nature, 
So is it a surprise that somebody would choose to enter life and know that their worst efforts are going to take down the institution that they're sworn to fight against? So we shouldn't be surprised that there has been greed and crime of every level in the, the institution of the Vatican in the same way that there's greed and crime in the institution of every institution and there's greed and crime in our personal temples as bodies. So our job is not to be so focused on the dingiest edges of our light as people of faith. And that is where the people who don't believe in forgiveness want to keep us 100% focused on because it keeps them in a position of power. Because if everybody lived to the top level of their faith, then the amount of sin in their life would dissipate down to zero. The use of the rosary on a daily basis or praying the Angelus or the Divine Mercy or doing the Liturgy of the Hours or daily Mass. You realize that if you are in that spirit of being stoked to be alive like Maya Angelou is and from that measured place you humbly work to make your life and everybody's life better for the glory of the kingdom, then doing something on a very, very dark sinful nature is so far away from you. The darkness of midnight is not anywhere close to the first dawn's light. And we should keep our humble amazement at the first image of God's life in our personal, in his light, in our salvation, and remain there. And while the world and finances and everything might keep us to the darkest elements of human society, don't be surprised that if you spend all your day rooting around the shit that your hands smell. See things for what they really are and see the devil working in the same moment of evil as God working in his same moment of grace because both are present energies to be tapped into. So that is where we are today on a Monday. God bless you anchorites. Thank you for, uh, I got a bands, Pit Boss 2000, PC Death Squad, Through It All, Lockjaw 44. My comedy's on Spotify. It's on America Radio. It's on its way to Sirius. And, uh, Thanks for listening, and if you can share this and uh, keep it growing, and uh, I like the fact that we're being listened to on all sorts of opportunities and different platforms, and thanks for those of you using the Anchor app here, Um, and that's it. So if you want to listen to free comedy and free hardcore metal, uh, it is on Spotify, or buy an album from iTunes or Amazon. Um, I have books coming that I'm currently working on. Um, I am uh, I'm chugging along on uh, The Art of Comedy by Sun Tzu Soon, and uh, I'm working on some short stories and lyrics as well. So if you are able to subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash John Toll, you're going to get mm-hmm. extra bonus mm-hmm. content. You're going to get the video guitar lessons for the robots. And uh, there you go. Um, how about that? That's, that's a good 50 minutes of your life. Do you feel good about your life? God bless. Call your mom. <laughs>